The Free Vision app is where you'll find a growing range of on-demand audio and video to help you look to God daily. Search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. You might recall some significant conversations on 2020 about addressing the problems of human trafficking. Well, human trafficking is a global problem and no country is exempt. Labour and sex trafficking is happening here in Australia too. And so it's good for us to talk about initiatives that help to alleviate the issue. In Western Australia, there's a campaign to adopt the Nordic model in dealing with prostitution. And in one sense, there's a push at government level to reform laws. And on a different level, people like you and I are being asked to do our part too. In WA, coming up on the 9th of May, there is an awareness and letter writing night that you can participate in. Well-known politician and Christian activist Peter Abetz is leading the charge on combating human trafficking. These days, Peter is a councillor with the city of Gosnells. And earlier this year, he took on the role of WA State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby. Peter Abetz is joining us. Hello, Peter. Welcome back to 2020. It's good to be with you again, Neil. Peter, we've talked about this issue before, the Nordic model and dealing with issues of prostitution, and it is a live issue in a number of states around the nation. It's been on the agenda in South Australia You're pushing for reform in this direction in WA and there is some suggestion that they're interested in looking at this in Victoria. It is a significant issue, isn't it? Look, human sex trafficking is a major issue. It's something that's very much out of sight for most people. But uh, what drives sex trafficking is the demand uh, for prostitution. And uh, the Nordic model, as most of your listeners perhaps are aware already, it's basically, uh, it changes the whole way that we look at prostitution. It says that uh, that approach is it becomes an offence to purchase or attempt to purchase sexual services. And uh, in all the nations that have adopted that approach, it's led to a massive decline in demand uh, for prostitution services. And the result is human sex trafficking becomes very um, uninteresting for organised crime because they can't sell the women. And Peter, this has been gaining in momentum in Australia. As I mentioned, uh, South Australia has been looking at this. WA, even some suggestion that the Liberals in Victoria may make it their platform ahead of a state election later this year. Uh, With the gaining popularity, is it gaining enough traction to actually bring about real change? Look... That will depend on uh, enough people connecting with their members of parliament, informing them of the Nordic approach, because many people are simply not aware, uh, many politicians are not aware of the Nordic approach. And um, one of the things that the industry loves to uh, uh, pedal to politicians is that if you adopt the Nordic approach, all that will happen is that the sex industry goes underground. Uh, But the reality is sex industry in a sense already is underground um, and as the police in uh, the places where they have the Nordic model say if the if the customers can find them 
we will also find them. And uh, you know, no industry can be so far underground that nobody knows where it is because if nobody knows where it is, they'll have no customers. So this whole notion that it forces the sex industry underground is, is this the furphy. Peter, in this digital age, in an age of social media, we feel like we're achieving good things when we're using social media to good effect and raising our voice. But this initiative that is coming up in WA uh, on the 9th of May, this seems to take things back a step and says, uh, let's put a pen to paper and write a real letter. Uh, What is it with this new initiative that's coming up that's so important? The the group uh, Adopt Nordic WA Incorporated, which is uh, the group that's been driving uh, the push for the Nordic model in Western Australia, uh, they've decided that what really needs to happen is, one, that grassroots people need to be aware of what's going on uh, because if people realise that sex trafficking is happening right under their noses here in Perth, that, it will, that will motivate people to take action because I think everyone agrees that human sex trafficking is horrendous. Um, and by informing them and then encouraging them to write a letter to their uh, local MP saying, look, we need prostitution law reform and uh, because both sides of politics agree that our prostitution laws need um, reforming, um, that if we're going to change the law, it needs to go in the direction of the Nordic approach. Peter, you've been that politician on the receiving end of letters from your constituents. How significant is it when that letter, that perhaps one that's handwritten, uh, how significant is it, the impact that it has on the local MP who receives that letter? If an MP receives a a politely written uh, letter that's um, not a form letter but something that a person's clearly written themselves uh, conveying their concerns about something with a possible solution to it, MPs do take note of that. Uh, As an MP, you you don't get many letters uh, these days. You get quite a few emails, but, but emails are easily... Yeah, with a press of a button, they're deleted. But when a paper letter comes into an MP's office, it can't be deleted. It's something that always goes into the tray, uh, in tray of an MP. And I can assure you that any letter that is written to an MP uh, will be read by the MP, as long as it's not too long. That's why I always say to people, make sure your letter is no more than, say, one A4 page or just a whisker over one A4 is fine. But... Try and keep it a 1A4 page and uh, outline your concern and also what you think the solution is and your willingness to engage further with the MP on that issue. Peter, we've had a conversation like this before where you might have a Christian position that says, uh, well, I don't want to just a change in the laws. I want to be a Christian who stands for an eradication of uh, prostitution. Uh, what is so significant about making this change now and the call for Christians to uh, put their faith into action and get behind something that will significantly reduce prostitution and sex slavery? Look, I think the, uh, the, the Nordic approach to addressing prostitution 
is actually referred to as the uh, abolitionist position and even the sex industry people who want to perpetuate the sex industry, they refer to it as an abolitionist position because they acknowledge that it pretty much abolishes the sex industry. Um, one of the interesting things that happened when I was on a study tour in uh, Europe some years ago, we were in France and we met with um, some people who were opposed to the Nordic model, but the Nordic model legislation had um, gone into the uh, French parliament at the time. It hadn't been uh, finalised yet. And the, the group was uh, complaining to us that... It was such a damaging program because it was so bad for, for the women in prostitution because simply discussion of it in the media, in the public forum, had resulted in such a massive decline already in demand for uh, sexual services that prostitutes were now struggling to earn enough money to survive, uh, which is, indicates that the system really does work because it, it basically says... Um, that you know, prostitution is not about the right of a woman to sell her body, but prostitution really is actually men with money exploiting vulnerable women. And that's the underlying philosophy of the, um, of the uh, Nordic approach, which was pioneered by the Swedes back in, I think it was 1999, they passed their legislation, and it's basically led to uh, a massive reduction uh, in uh, in prostitution in Sweden and in all the other countries that have adopted that approach. So as a Christian looking to do something that is effective in protecting women, because we're talking about women who get caught into a prostitution industry, vulnerable women and exploited women, that's why we use that terminology uh, sex slavery or these sort of exploitation terms. So when you're encouraging people to come along and be a part of a letter-writing night, uh, some might be saying, who's behind this? This is Adopt Nordic WA Inc., and partnering with A21. So these are both anti-human trafficking groups, and they're the ones behind it. They're looking to actually inform people on the night uh, before they write those letters. How does that work? Well, basically, um, there'll be myself and a, a couple of other people who will uh, give presentations. In fact, there's a, a Swedish uh, a lawyer, a lady, who has lived in Sweden, who... Um, was involved in that whole space uh, when she was living over there and she will give a talk about what's happening in Sweden and how it's changed the whole culture in Sweden regarding prostitution and uh, I'll give some local information about what's happening right here in Perth um, because a lot of people are simply not aware of the scale of sex trafficking uh, in Perth and uh, so I think if people get the picture of what's really going on and that there is a very simple solution if the government is willing to change the legislation that uh, people can help bring about that change by writing their letters to their MP and uh, engaging with their MPs um, on that matter so that uh, they can help drive the change. I always remind people that when William Wilberforce started his campaign against slavery, uh, he was the only one in the whole British Parliament who was opposed to slavery. But you know, it took him 46 years, but eventually slavery in the British Empire was, was abolished. And I know you're looking to see a significant upswing in the momentum here. And uh, this is a, a significant night that's going to happen 
on the 9th of May, that's a Wednesday night, 7pm for a 7.30 start, uh, all over by 9. So uh, the opportunity to be a part of that for listeners who might be close to Joondalup. Now there's a meeting room at the Global Heart Church in Lincoln Lane. Is there a website, Peter, where people can get details? Uh, yes, uh, they can go on the uh, website um, or our Facebook page. Actually, Adopt Nordic WA uh, is our web uh, is our dot um, org is our uh, website, and it's also uh, for our. Um, Facebook page. Um, we're having a few technical issues with our website at the moment, but the Facebook page is is, is operating and it's got the details on it. Um, so that's got the details on it. And the good thing is we're actually also uh, organising uh, similar nights in other parts of Perth. So if they can't get to the one at Joondalup, which is well to the north of Perth, um, there'll be the next one is going to be in the Forest Field, and then we're having one in Canning Vale and probably in uh, Osborne Park. So we're going to do that over the next few months. So there'll be a growing momentum. Adopt Nordic WA. Find the Facebook page, and you'll find out whether you can be a part of the Joondalup gathering or others that are planned in the near future. Uh, Christian activist Peter Abetz, also a councillor in the city of Gosnells and earlier this year took on the role WA State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Peter, thanks so much for an update today and uh, for your good insights for listeners on 2020. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.